Alrighty, guys, welcome to the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Cargo. Um, in this episode, guys, I'm going to be doing my mock draft 2.0. I know it's been a little while, uh, but with all the crazy trades that have happened, um, all the new things that have developed recently, um, I had to just kind of give it some time to settle. But um, typically, I've done a four episode um, series on my mock draft. Uh, in this one, I've decided just to kind of condense everything for you. So I'm going to be doing picks one through 32. Okay. So, uh, with the draft being, uh, nine days away, it's really exciting. Um, just because with this draft, I've seen a lot on Twitter about it's very hard to predict this draft just because we don't know what's going to happen with, um, certain quarterbacks and other positions as well. And a lot of these teams, uh, we have eight teams that have multiple picks in the first round, which is absolutely insane. So uh, with these teams, are they going to pick the best available on the board? Or are they going to try to take a certain player here at this spot so they can get another player at that spot? And they just pick so close to each other that it's really interesting to see how they're going to draft, okay? So I'm going to break down how I think the draft is going to go. Now, obviously, I probably won't get all 32 picks right. This is just kind of my opinion. This is my idea. But I wanted to go ahead and share that with you here. Okay, guys? Alrighty, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Um, before I get started on today's topic, uh, I want to address the elephant in the room. A lot of people have been coming up to me and asking me if I you know, still do the podcast and stuff like that. Obviously, I do. I Just last year... Um, you know, it was a tale of two years, you know, I went through a lot of different changes, uh, some things happened in my life, but, uh, one thing I realized was that, um, you know, with everything going on, you know, the reason why I truly enjoy doing this is because this is kind of like my safe place. This is where I can kind of come and just, you know, do things, talk about things that I want to talk about. And it's kind of like my little escape from the world. So um definitely going to get back on it. Um, I hope everybody's having a good year. I hope everybody's doing their dry January or whatever it is. Um, hopefully y'all sticking to your goals because um, we're going to eat this year, baby. All right. So um, this episode is going to be really kind of sh- uh, simple. Um, it's basically doing a little bit of a recap. Of uh, the divisional round, we're obviously deep into the playoffs, so um, I'm going to talk about the uh, some of the matchups this past weekend, and I'm obviously going to talk about the conference championship coming this week, and I'm going to give you a little background on how the teams kind of got there, okay? So the first matchup we're doing is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, uh, excuse me, Kansas City Chiefs. So the Jaguars, um, once again, they had a tale of two years, rough start to the year. They started off 4-8, and eight. Uh, but once the Titans kind of lost Ryan Tannehill, the AFC South kind of opened up a little bit, and then the Jags ended up winning five of their last games, including that big win against the Cowboys in overtime. Uh, to take the AFC South, um, you know, big ups to uh, Doug Peterson. I knew he was going to be in the conversation for, you know, coach of the year. I knew that he was going to be a guy who could help Trevor Lawrence, you know, kind of uh, get into that next level of his career and you kind of saw that at times um Trevor is obviously growing and it's really good to see um and then like kind of looking at the offensive pieces obviously I love James Robinson he got traded but it allowed Travis Etienne to really flourish we kind of saw that burst that he had at Clemson when they were together so he started making big plays Zay Jones obviously um 
came big this year. And one thing I do want to point out is Christian Kirk. Now, I was obviously very wrong about him. Um, I knew that he would have a good season. I didn't think he would have as good of a season that he did. Um, I was kind of getting like Kenny Galladay vibes. You know, everybody's talking about how much he was overpaid, this and that. But he is an absolute offensive weapon, a firecracker. Can definitely do a lot of things in the slot. You can go deep. You can hand him off the ball. We saw some really cool play designs with him. So um, he's definitely a fixture in this offense for sure. And um, I also wanted to mention Evan Ingram, too. This was a very talented tight end coming out of college. Was drafted really high by the New York Giants. And, um, you know, we talk about these tight ends all the time. <clears throat> Kyle Pitts. Uh, but I feel like Evan Ingram, after a couple of years in the NFL, he's really starting to come into his own. So hopefully, um, you know, he could continue to make plays for them. And this defense led by uh, Trayvon Walker, you know, they kind of got better as the year went on. So, um, really cool things. The Jaguars ended up in the wild card uh, playing the Los Angeles Chargers, okay? So this game was absolutely insane. I mean, the Jags are down 27-0 at halftime. You know, Trevor Lawrence ends up throwing five interceptions in this game and ends up beating Justin Herbert 31-30. to Absolutely insane. Um, tough loss for Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, uh, he's obviously been seen as the Instagram quarterback and stuff like that. So um, I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what he happens with them in the offseason. Now, as far as the Chiefs, obviously we know they're super dominant all year long. But once again, you thought there was going to be a little bit of a drop-off with the loss of Tyreek Hill, but uh, not really. Um, I feel like this team has just depth at a lot of really good positions. I mean, obviously running back, you start off with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he's kind of taken the backseat to Jared McKinnon, um, who's came on late in the season. And then, obviously, rookie Isaiah Pacheco. Um, this guy is absolutely dynamic. Um, he was a six-round pick, and he's he's going to be, uh, I feel like, maybe this kind of Kareem Hunt that they had a couple years ago. Uh, and he's just, like I said, he's going to get better and better. The wide receiver group, Juju, uh, MBS, you know, they've had some really good moments. Sky Moore is starting to come into his own. And then training for Kadarius Tony, I feel like Tony right now in this offense, uh, it's starting to look really, really good for him. And then obviously we cannot forget the best tight end in all of football, Travis Kelsey, who is just unguardable. Um, just 14 catches, 98 yards last week. Uh, uh, you know, unbelievable. And then I, I feel like the offensive line is a really good unit, and the defense has played it well enough. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how far they go into the playoffs. Now, as far as the matchup between the Chiefs and the Jags, um, it was really a really fun matchup. You know, there's a lot of history between these two head coaches. Obviously, Andy Reid was the coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, where Doug Peterson not only played under him, but he coached under him. Um, Andy Reid was eventually replaced by Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson goes on to win a Super Bowl in Philly, and that was something that Andy Reid couldn't do so um you know the, the Chiefs you know coming off the bye week you know didn't skip a beat they literally scored on the first drive against the Jaguars Jaguars answered with an opening opening drive touchdown in Christian Kirk um the, the obviously the biggest headline was Patrick Mahomes injuring his ankle but um Chad got that Henny came in clutch replacing him in one of those drives um 
You know, like I said, Travis Kelsey ended up with 14 catches, 98 yards, uh, you know, 14 or 17 to 10 going into the half. Ultimately, the defense for the Chiefs came through, forcing a fumble on Jamal Agnew, who was having a great game in the special teams department. You talk about three returns for 131 yards. That's an average of 44 yards a return. Um, You know, tough break for him. Uh, But things in Duval are definitely looking up. Now looking at the the other matchup in the AFC, we have the Bengals and the Bills. Uh, This was obviously a very highly anticipated matchup. As you know, these two teams played each other this past year, but were not able to finish the game. Um, This was the game where DeMar Hamlin um, made a big hit, ended up uh, passing out on the field, received CPR um, to kind of save his life. So um, he's fine now. Thank God. You know, that was really one of those scary moments uh, to say the least. But, you know, the the, the Bengals have been dominant all year long, um, as well as uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Stephon Diggs has truly been special this past year. And, you know, it's a, it's been a tough go for the Bills, obviously. You know, uh, the last couple of years, you know, they've, they've lost to the Bengals and the Chiefs in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I kind of thought that this year the Bills would be the team of destiny, especially after what happened to um, – after what happened last year in the playoffs against the Chiefs in that amazing overtime game. Um, and then what happened to DeMar. But – you know, even with the Bengals missing two of their starting offensive linemen, they got out to a quick 14 and nothing lead. Uh, Joe Shiesty, uh connected with Jamar Chase for the first touchdown, and, and Hayden Hurst, who's had a really good year this past year as well. Um, Josh Allen would answer with a touchdown, and then there was some controversy in the second quarter about a uh, a touchdown by Jamar Chase that was called back. Uh, but that really didn't make a difference with a Joe Mixon touchdown late in the third quarter to put them up 24 to 10. Um, an interception by Josh Allen sealed the Bills' chances of a rematch with the Chiefs. You know, and one of the things that I look for in this offseason is Josh Allen. Because there's kind of a narrative going around like, uh, you know, maybe Josh Allen, you know, is kind of giving some Phillip Rivers vibes. You know, we look at Phillip Rivers, you know, on a very talented Chargers team. Um, couldn't win the big one because of Payne Manning and Tom Brady. And I feel like Josh Allen is Phillip Rivers. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Payne Manning. You know, like they, they're they smart. They're, they're making these great plays. And then, like, Tom, well, I feel like Joe Burrow kind of reminds me of Tom. Like, you know, he's kind of getting into that, like, villain era right now. And it's looking really dangerous um, for Josh Allen. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can eventually try to get over the hump. Now, uh, so with this game coming up, um, it's going to be a huge matchup. This is basically a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Um, this was uh, where, you know, obviously the Bengals were down 21-3 um, and they ended up coming back to win this game. Patrick Mahomes is now 0-3 against Joe Burrow, which – and to make matters even worse, he's obviously dealing with that ankle injury, which I don't think is going to be – it's going to affect him that much. Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, both these teams could put up points and – 
it's I think going to come down to the defense. Uh, ultimately, you know, I, I know that everybody's talking about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, but last year, Joe Burrow got to the Super Bowl with not a great offensive line. You know, and I really feel like the key is, you know, the Bengals defense led by defensive coordinator Lou Anamromo. Um, This guy I probably doesn't get enough credit, uh, super underrated coach. And the one big factor that I keep thinking about is I, I get it. What are the chances Patrick Mahomes goes 0-4 to the Cincinnati Bengals? Okay. But the thing is for the Cincinnati Bengals, this is a very young team that has a lot of players on their rookie deals. They need to get a win. They need to win the Super Bowl before all these guys just take off to other places for more money. Because the Bengals know that they can't pay all these players. So that's the thing that I I feel like is kind of going to be – I know it's not a big factor, but I think it's going to come down to these the defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they took care of Patrick Holmes last year. They took care of Josh Allen last week. And um, I think they're just playing, you know, really good right now. And then Joe Shiesty is, is Joe Shiesty right now, you know. And I I feel like this man is on a mission um, to be, like, the next, like, Tom Brady or something like that, you know, hence the uh, villain era. But uh, let's go ahead and check out the uh, the NFC right here. Um, we're gonna do the Eagles and the Giants. Um, I don't think, I don't think um, we really had. Uh, I don't think we really expected what happened to these two teams. What happened to them this year? You know, I, I, the the Giants were obviously a long shot to make the playoffs, but I'm glad that Brian Dabble is gonna be their head coach, and it looks like they're they're trending in the right way. Um, good to see Saquon Barkley really, you know, being that explosive player that he is. He's so fun to watch. It's it's awesome. And then uh, give some credit to Daniel Jones, who played well this year. Um, I don't know if he played well enough to keep his job, but, you know, he could be, you know, maybe re-signed on a one-year deal or something like that. So the Eagles start off 8-0. They finish 14-3 with a bye week. And it really starts with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he has had an MVP type of season. Um, the the one thing I will say is maybe the strength of schedule wasn't that great. I know you, you see like teams like the Vikings on there. You know, we we know who the Vikings are, obviously, but um, you know some of these teams that they played were you know missing quarterbacks, and you know that's that was the thing that I had a concern with. But I don't think that's a concern at all. Um, and, it, you know, this is the best offensive line in football with Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. These guys are just staples in Philly. They're going to have statues of these guys when it's all said and done. Um, let's not men- let's not forget to mention they have two wide receivers that went over 1,000 yards. And A.J. opened 24-7 Brown. He was absolutely insane this year. And then we have the Slim Reaper and Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders also had a really good year for 1,200 yards on the ground. Not to mention this defense is a top unit. They had 15 more sacks than anybody in the NFL. Chauncey Garner or, or Johnson, he tied the league with six interceptions and missed most of the season. Darius Slade, James Bradbury have been lights out in the secondary. I really applaud Eagles owner Jeffrey Luber and um, you know the head coach Nick Sirianni for putting the team uh, together and for the season that they had. Uh, and let's not forget really quick, the Eagles 
have two picks in the first round next year, and one of them is a top 10 pick. I mean, come on. That's, like, not even fair, Philly. Not even fair. And the Giants are coming off a very impressive win over the Vikings in the playoffs and the wild card. Um, I think we all had our doubts about the Vikings to see if they were really Super Bowl contenders. Um, I just don't think that the defense was going to be able to hold up anyways. So, um, you know, obviously this game wasn't close at all. I know that A.J. Brown didn't have a big game, but I expect him to have a really big game um, next year, uh, or next week, I'm sorry, this coming week. Um, and as far as for the, the Giants, um, like I said a little bit before with Daniel Jones, um, I actually think the Giants are going to be really aggressive this year in trying to acquire a quarterback. Uh, and the one thing I I really love for the New York Giants is Lamar Jackson. I don't know if they'll be able to pay him what they want to pay him, but you know that's something that I, I, I could see possibly happening. That'd be, a, I think, a really good fit. Or even a guy like Derek Carr. So um, it should be fun for the Giants this offseason. And now we get to the meat and potatoes real quick here. The 49ers and the effing Cowboys, okay? I'll start off with the 49ers because, um, I mean, what a, what a year that the 49ers have had. I, I mean, kudos to Mike Shanahan like for putting together this roster, this team, and you know, even after losing Trey Lance after week three and then losing Jimmy G late in the season, they're going to a the last pick in the draft, a seventh-round quarterback in Brock Purdy out of Iowa State who I actually got to see play in the Alamo Dome um, a couple years ago. Just, dude, uh, I mean, there's not enough things you could say about this coaching staff, you know, and then finding Brock Purdy. And then they go out and acquire CMC to go along with George Kittle, Debo, and then an emerging star in Brandon Ayuk. This offensive line is really good. I think they have the best tackle in the NFL in Trent Williams. Um, and then this defense is one of the top units led by, you know, uh, Demeco Ryans, who's probably going to be a head coach next year. Just unbelievable what they did. Um, and then the Cowboys season started off really bad. I mean, obviously Dak got hurt. Cooper Rush stepped in. Help them get to four and one. You know, obviously Dak had some really, really good games and then some not so really good games. Like, talk about Jekyll and High. Like, it was the teams that we were supposed to beat that we would lose, and the teams that we were supposed to to lose to, we would win. Like, that's that was like the most cowboy thing ever. And then we have Ezekiel Elliott and um, you know, I was listening to a video on Twitter by Kyle Brandt from Good Morning America. What he said about the Cowboys, 100%. He called Zeke an overpaid Mike Tolbert. Um, you know, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz were the only weapons for Dak this year. This defense, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. One of the best units in the league. Um, you just never know what you're going to get with the Cowboys. So the 49ers took care of business with the Seahawks in a very dominating fashion. Brock Purdy uh, wins his first playoff game. Uh, you know, he has just as many playoff wins now as, you know, Dak and Tony Romo combined. We get it. I get it. We get it. Okay. The Seahawks have some interesting decisions to make. They have a top pick in the draft um, via the trade with the Broncos. And then Geno Smith had one of his the best years of a quarterback, um, you know, uh, ever. So, uh, you know, are they going to re-sign him? 
Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to build around him? You know, that's going to be the thing that I'd, I'd look forward to. And the Cowboys dominated as well against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, Dak had his best game of his career. The defense possibly ending Tom Brady's career. I don't think Tom Brady will retire. I think if he was going to retire, it was going to be last year. I think he's going to do one more year. Um, he's going to join that quarterback carousel. And I think a good fit for him might be um, reunited with Josh McDaniels in, in Vegas. You know, why not? Um, so the 49ers and the Cowboys, they meet up in the playoffs again. This is like the third year in a row that the 49ers had their way with the Cowboys. We all remember last year's 14 seconds of the game. And it was just so hilarious how the game ended with that trick play where um, Zeke's the center, hikes it to Dak. Zeke gets blown up and then um, Turbin also gets fucking blown up. Like, it's just... Like Mike McCarthy, this is the examples of bad coaching, without a doubt. Without a doubt in my mind. Um, I think, you know, really losing Tony Pollard in that game was really tough just because he's one of the only options we have on offense. Like, it's crazy that, like, everybody was more worried about our backup running back getting hurt. Like, uh, un- unbelievable. The defense played out of their mind. You know what I mean? Obviously, Debo and and CMC didn't have more than 50 yards rushing. They really didn't do much on offense. The defense played uh, phenomenal, unfortunately. Um, Dak just lost us the game. I mean, you throw two interceptions in the first quarter. Um, I kind of already knew once that happened, I was like, yeah, we're definitely not winning this game. You know, I already know what kind of version of the Cowboys we're getting. And it's just not, it's just not it. And this is going to be a really interesting um, offseason for the Cowboys. I mean, you know, Kyle, like I said, Kyle Brandt in his video said it perfectly. Like, Dak says, oh, it's not okay. But it is okay. It's the same thing every year. We literally lose to the same people every year, the 49ers. Like, I don't know what needs to happen. And I know there's been a lot of coaching um, drops for the Cowboys. And I think it's time to let Mike McCarthy go. Um, I think we need to bring in Sean Payton. Uh, I like Kellen Moore. I don't love Kellen Moore, uh, but um, yeah, Dak needs to like cut this little crap, dude. Yeah, we're 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 literally like you showed a lot of potential, but it's just it, that's all it is. You're just a glorified Kirk Cousins, and it's funny because Zeke and Dak they won- okay, and then the uh, the NFC Conference Championship game. We have the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, San Francisco Forty ers Um. You know, this is going to be a really interesting matchup. I mean, because I feel like Philly is obviously the better team, but not by that much. You know what I mean? These teams, they both run the ball very well. They have talented talented skill players on offense. Uh, they have top defense. I think the the biggest difference is obviously the quarterback. You know, and let's not take away from, like, Brock Purdy and what he's done up to this point. But, um, you know, it's going to be a tough battle, especially in Philly. Like, those fans, they don't they don't play around. Like, it's going to be a hostile environment. And uh, there's a bunch of really good matchups that I'm excited to see. Like, Darius Slay and James Bradbury going against uh, Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think that's going to be fun to watch. Trent Williams. Um, that matchup with Hassan Reddick is going to be really fun too. 
Um, Lane Johnson against Nick Bosa, like, and I'm really expecting a, a big game from AJ Brown. It's gonna be a bounce back game, and um, I don't know if the secondary is gonna be able to uh, to hang with those guys. Uh, I think they're elite talent, and then you know, obviously Jalen Hurts, um, he's gonna be a big time factor in this game. So uh, I'm taking Philly over the San Francisco 49ers. I don't, I don't know. I think there's gonna be a Quite a bit of points scored here, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking Philly over the San Francisco 49ers. So I got Philadelphia and Cincinnati both going to the Super Bowl. And that's going to be another fun matchup to watch. Um, you know, I think Philly against either two of these teams is going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, but if Brock Purdy was to win this game, he could be like the next, like, Tom Brady. Like, think about it, you know. He's got a nice little skill set, late round pick, San Francisco, um, you know, the with, with what they have in place already, um, that could be something fun to watch here. So, Trey Lance, <laughs> be careful. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this episode here today. Um, so, obviously, we'll do a recap of the conference round. Um, you know, there's a lot of news going on here in the NFL, obviously. A lot of coaches are going to be, you know, getting interviewed, getting jobs and stuff like that. So we'll definitely cover those bases. And then obviously once the offseason starts, um, we'll be doing some mock drafts. So it's going to be fun. I'm glad to be back on the wheel. Uh, thank you guys for all your love and support. And always remember to go for two. Thank you guys for listening. And please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is Carlos Gus 17 and Twitter Carlos Gus 3